My name is Shannon Swain. I am the superintendent for the Office of Correctional Education, which sits in the Division of Rehabilitative Programs. And what we do is we provide academic and career technical education to students in our accredited adult schools across the state. So every one of our institutions has an adult school that is uh, accredited through the Western Association of Schools and Colleges. And um, we can essentially take someone who has zero reading ability and provide them the opportunity to go as far as they want to go up to a master's degree. And then, of course, once folks have that basic high school education, either a GED or diploma, they can either choose to go into one of our career and technical education programs or they can go to college. And we partner with community colleges and universities across the state. We have a little over 13,000 students each semester enrolled in college. And our latest brand new distinguished school, which is the Mountain Oak Adult Education Center at the California Medical Facility in Vacaville. We're very proud and pleased. This is an incredible school with incredible leaders. Big shout out to the principal there, Jessica Bowman, and the warden, Daniel Cuevas, who has really set the bar very high. They do amazing, amazing work there for a wide variety of folks with medical needs, incarcerated folks with medical needs, and have brought in some really innovative programs, things like above and beyond the, the regular academic programs they have a dynamic coach there who has brought in wheelchair basketball and other kinds of programs to serve uh, their population uh, because at the medical facility there are quite a few folks with disabilities of various kinds. So we want to be inclusive and make sure they have every opportunity to thrive. The Distinguished Schools process started, oh, I don't know, about five or six years ago. We started talking about it and realized that in public schools in, in kindergarten through 12th grade uh, traditional k-12 schools they often have programs like the blue ribbon schools you might be familiar with uh, for schools of excellence and we realized that we have some amazing schools and students and teachers and administrators out there and librarians and coaches that are doing fantastic work and because our schools are behind the walls in prison Oftentimes, folks don't know. They don't know just the quality of the education that folks are getting who are incarcerated here in CDCR. We brought together a group of subject matter experts and developed uh, an entire program that includes an application. It includes a rubric, which is a scoring device that we use, um, and we have our subject matter experts here at headquarters, our principals and assistant principals, that come together and score applications. And they score them consistently across this rubric. And so far, we've had uh, two distinguished schools. Our first was San Quentin, um, the Robert Burton Adult School. That was in 2019. And then in 2020, the school at the California Rehabilitation Center in Norco earned the distinguished school status. And now this is our third. And it's pretty competitive. Any school can apply. Uh, really takes a close relationship between the principal and the warden. And of course, the entire school team 
to fill out the application. And then once folks have applied, their applications are brought together with this team. And my team here at headquarters scores them based on this rubric. And while I believe all of our schools are excellent and outstanding, um, to get to that distinguished level really takes a, a, a lot of effort, a lot of attention on student learning, measuring whether or not students are learning and how they're learning, how they're applying that learning in their local community, which is, you know, these, these uh, prisons are like cities. They're, they're their community. That's their home. And so they want to thrive. And uh, we really try to make sure that they have every possible educational opportunity um, to take their education as far as they want to take it. Once we have done this initial scoring, then there's a verification visit. And we've been really fortunate in this process that we've had real experts. We had the adult education administrator from the California Department of Education who visited uh, the California Medical Facility as part of their verification process. Um, we've had the president of WASC, which is that Western Association of Schools and Colleges. That's our crediting agency. He actually attended one of the visits. And it's not only great for the students and staff of these schools to see tangibly the results of their hard work, it's also a wonderful way for us to share our stories that are, that are occurring uh, behind the walls in our schools. And so it's been a real win-win for the agency, for our schools, for our students, our wonderful scholars and teachers and library staff and our coaches. Uh, it takes a lot, it takes a village. And so there's a lot of people involved uh, with the Distinguished School Program and very, very proud. I'm very proud of CMF, the California Medical Facility and their school. So on December 5th, we will be having a, uh, a celebration um, to honor and acknowledge the work that went into uh, CMF school, uh, the Mountain Oaks Adult Education Center. Every one of our schools has its own name. You know, we have quite a few students that earn their GED or high school diploma while they're incarcerated. And when that happens, we wanna make sure that the diploma that they have um, has the name of a school and not, it, it, nowhere on it does it say state prison anywhere. It just says that this is the Mountain Oak Adult Education Center uh, or whatever the name of the school happens to be. Because education, as we all know, is transformative. Once you have an education, nobody can take it away from you. When, when people earn that education and spend the time and, and invest of themselves, uh, they have it forever and they can draw on that and it builds confidence and it improves the culture at the institution and the yard. Uh, we have seen an incredible change in reduction in the number of, for example, rules violations uh, because when folks are learning and they're actively engaged, they're not, they're not doing dumb stuff. They're really, really invested in, in, in their own self-actualization. So couldn't be more proud of the schools that we offer in our Office of Correctional Education. We have a very simple goal and our vision is to be the very best correctional education system in the world. And uh, I, I happen to believe that we're doing that. Um, certainly 
receive a lot of questions and emails and calls from other states and other departments of corrections. It takes a lot of vision and it takes a whole lot of people who really believe in, in the mission. We've been blessed and lucky to have had a lot of support from our governor's office and our legislators. We are now able to offer laptops uh, to our incarcerated students. We started with our bachelor's degree students and then went to our community college face-to-face -face students and now we're at the tail end of making sure that our correspondence college students have access to this laptop and then the next step would be will be in our adult education programs. But what we did was we developed something called the DRP Learning Network um, and we put all of the uh, curriculum, um, supplemental materials in the cloud. Um, and, and so our students have a safe, um, protected way that they can get on online and, and access this content in the portal to support their learning. And uh, it's been really successful with college. Our college programs have the opportunity to build any faculty that wants to. Of course, they don't have to. Uh, but if the faculty is interested, they can build the class in Canvas, um, which is a learning management system. And then the student can take their laptop, and whenever they're connected to Wi-Fi, wherever it is in the institution, they can write their papers, they can discuss things on a discussion board in a very safe way. Uh, the faculty can provide feedback to their written work. Um, it's just been a real game changer. So the technology infrastructure continues to grow within CDCR, and it certainly makes uh, many, many opportunities available to our students that were never there before. So very excited about that. It's been graduation season, and over the last couple of months, I've, I, I tear up every time when I go to these graduation ceremonies and hear these stories of the impact that education has had on the lives of the, of the folks we serve. Um, you know, a few years ago, we had our first bachelor's degree celebration at Lancaster, down at California State Prison, Los Angeles out in the middle on a, on a high security, high security uh, prison, out on the yard with all the tables set up, or the chairs set up and the stage, um, we saw 34 men who earned their bachelor's degree while incarcerated, five of whom had started from a GED. So they got their GED while incarcerated and then they continued with their education. Um, there were 12 men who were not able to walk across the stage at that graduation because they had been released. So they were lifers without the possibility of parole and due to changes in the law, um, they had been convicted as juveniles Then they had the right to go back to parole sooner, uh, but due to sentence commutation, they were out. And five of those men walked across the stage at Cal State LA, California State University of Los Angeles. Um, earned their bachelor's degrees along with the thousands of other students in their caps and gowns. And, you know, that's, what, that's why we do this work. Two of those students just this last May earned their master's degrees from California State University, Los Angeles. And um, one of them has, 
it's amazing, actually went to school with his daughter. And, you know, when you, when you think about the impact, the multi-generational impact to families, you just, I can't overstate how important it is. I remember, remember once at a, at a graduation, I believe it was at, um, in Susanville, one of the institutions in Susanville. And I was sitting up front and all of these guests or visitors are there and they're all excited to see their graduates and the graduates are all lined up in their caps and gowns with their mortarboard. And this woman that was one of the visitors had a little boy who was about two and a half or three in her arms. And his dad was graduating, was earning his certificate or GED, I can't remember. What I do remember is that this little boy started to fuss and cry and in the middle of the ceremony. And without even thinking, the student went over and picked up his little boy and held him in his arms and walked across the stage and earned his degree with his little boy in his arms. And you can't tell me that that's not transformative for that entire family because that little boy now is able to see his father not as an offender or a prisoner or incarcerated, but as a student, as a successful student who has worked and earned and learned and grown. Um, and that sets the stage for learning for that child's entire life. Um, so the multi-generational impact of education just can't be overstated.